Uh, now in message five, we come to the subject overcomers keeping the principles of the body of Christ. When you hear this word, overcomers, or the the verb overcoming, what is often your first thought or feeling? Well, only the Lord knows. All of our thoughts. But I know many times my first thought was, Oh, I don't know if I'll ever be that, if I can ever do that. And in the fall, in 1995, Brother Lee was having some fellowship with a few co-workers in his home. And he gave us some, not only instructions, but a a charge, a commission. And one of the things he said, be overcomers, keeping every principle of the body. Well, surely I and the others, we took this word in and realized our brother is speaking what he has become and done in Christ. And as I was walking back to my office in the LSM building, not far from Brother Lee's house, I mentioned to the Lord, Lord, how can I keep all the principles of the body when I do not even know all the principles of the body? Lord, I need to know these principles. And then with this word overcomers, here I'd like to share two things that I hope and actually believe will be at least somewhat encouraging to you. And the first, it might be a surprise, is based upon verses that I'll read to you from 1 John. And based on these verses, I want to assure you, you have already, to some extent, been overcoming. Yes, whether you realize it or not, I don't say all the time we're under development. But you'll see from these verses, you have been overcoming, and the Lord will take you on. And uh, the first of these verses is in 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. For everything that has been begotten of God, overcomes the world. Repeat. Everything that has been begotten of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory which has overcome the world, our faith. Verse 5, and who is, he, who is he who overcomes the world except he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Look, all of us right now in a fresh way believe and can say Jesus is the Son of God. We believe this. It's not hard for us to say this. And those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God 
overcome the world. That's you and me. You're off to a good start. And back to verse 4. Everything that has been begotten of God overcomes the world. Please notice that this verse does not say everyone, but everything. Because John is referring to our regenerated human spirit. The spirit which has been begotten of God always overcomes the world. The enemy's strategy is to draw us out of our spirit for a period of time. Then all kinds of things can happen. But when we turn back to the spirit and exercise our spirit, we are exercising that thing begotten of God. And that regenerated spirit overcomes the world. Then goes on to say, this is the victory, which, notice the tense, has overcome the world. Our faith. Faith and hope are different. Hope is related to the future. Something that we trust will come. We desire for it to come. We are waiting for it to happen. But faith is related to the past, to something that has already happened. And our Lord has overcome the world. He has already cast out the ruler of the world. And when we believe in him, exercising our spirit, by faith, we overcome the world. This applies to all believers. And as you have fellowship with the Lord, the Lord in a pleasant way might remind you, not just of your failures and your problems, but here you've already started this. What the brother said is true of you. And then another verse is in chapter 2. Verse 14, the second half. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. Well, he has already written to the little children and to fathers, and now he writes to young men. So he's not talking about different ages of people. He didn't write to the little children in children's meeting or in junior high meeting. He didn't write to the fathers in all the churches. He didn't write just to young men, you know, those from, say, 18 to 30. These are spiritual terms describing saints at different stages in the experience of life. And whether you are brother or sister, male or female, it doesn't take very long until you are a young man. You are strong. You're being strengthened in your spirit. 
The word of God abides in you. Does not the word of God abide in you? Yes, it does. And based on these, you have overcome the world. And I think I should uh, look at one other matter. Well, maybe this is um, sufficient. And now, with this as the basis, that all believers can be overcomers in a certain sense that is described by John, especially overcoming the world. The whole world lies in the evil one, but we have overcome the world by faith. But in Revelation chapters 1, 2, and 3, and 5, and 12, the Lord through John is speaking of a second kind of overcoming. Or a second kind of overcomer. And I'm not exaggerating. Millions of believers have been misled. They have been led astray by mistaken teachings of their pastors. One of the most famous so-called Bible preachers in the United States, he truly is a very serious believer, is the pastor of a huge so-called church. And I looked at some of his writings, he says, when the Lord says, he who overcomes, in Revelation 2 and 3, he means all the believers. Every believer is an overcome, a comer. And so these dear saints are deceived. They think everything is fine. I'm an overcomer. All that the Lord promised the overcomers in Revelation 2 and 3, I, I, I've got them. I'll receive them. But they are believing a false teaching. We know that in Revelation 21, when God through John is speaking about the new Jerusalem and the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem that includes all the believers who are now mature and perfect, then John says again, all have overcome. For they have overcome in the way of First John, not in the way of Revelation 1, 2, 3, 5, and 12. So it is the second kind of overcomers that the Lord needs. And he calls for them in every local church. Now we come to a very crucial point. That when this light from the word dawned on me, was shining in me, I was so encouraged. When Brother Lee told us, he charged us, you you must be overcomers, keeping every principle of the body. I was not only concerned about the principles, but about being an overcomer. And so the Lord knows hundreds of times, especially in the many years I could get up quite early in the morning and walk for a long time and pray for almost an hour. And I would often say, Lord, please make me an overcomer. 
again and again, that simple prayer. Then the Lord began to uplift the prayer. First, I'm saying, Lord, please make me an overcomer that I may inherit the kingdom and reign with you. Then the Lord enlarged that. Lord, make me an overcomer for the body, for the carrying out of your economy, for the reality of the body of Christ, for your kingdom. Then more blessing came. And then this is what I want. Is what the Lord says to the church in Laodicea. Yes, to that church, he said, Revelation 3.21, He who overcomes, to him I will give to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So here the Lord is saying, I have overcome. I am the first overcomer. So please keep this in mind when I turn with you to chapter 5. And uh, verse, I think, 4 or 5. Let me find it here. Verse 5. And one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome. Again, don't be, don't be troubled. Look, look who's on the throne. The lion, the lamb, the Lord Jesus, he has overcome. Now, what is on the Lord's heart is not only to call for overcomers, to the one who overcomes. I will give this. I will give that. That will be your reward. But the Lord knows we in ourselves, sooner or later we will learn this, we just cannot be this kind of overcomer all the way to the end. We cannot be this by our effort self-improvement. And this is what's most encouraging. The Lord wants to produce overcomers. He knows that he is the overcomer. And he wants to reproduce himself in us to be the overcomers he needs to consummate the divine economy, build up the body, prepare the bride, and come back to inherit the earth. Now, I conclude this opening part with this. When I began to pray, I called it procking. I was pray-walking. When I asked the Lord, please make me an overcomer, I never heard him say, no, Ron, I, I don't think I want to do that. Uh, it's enough that you're saved. No. 
I just had life and peace. And when the prayer was uplifted and expanded and changed in focus to Christ and the church, the body, Lord, make me an overcomer, not mainly for my being in the kingdom, but for your body, for your body, Lord. I never had a sense that the Lord didn't agree with this. There was just life and peace. Now, when I pray, Lord, you are the overcomer. Reproduce yourself in me as an overcomer. And I never pray just stopping with me. Lord, my wife, all the dear saints that are loving you and seeking you, reproduce yourself. So, dear saints, the only requirement here regarding the world is that you know that you have faith and that the spirit overcomes. That you are becoming strong and the word of God abides in you. And now you're hearing that if you simply ask the Lord to cause you to become where you cannot become yourself, to cause you to be what you cannot be, to do what you cannot do, This is how he wants to work in us. And he can work the most when we know he wants to do this. And when we realize we cannot do this. Then the way is open for the Lord to say, of course, I will do this. He said this to Laodicea. A degraded, recovered church. Even in that kind of local church life. Those that are really seeking him. And want to be overcomers. He said, you will overcome as I am. As I am. And so let us approach this outline as I read through it now. In the time allowed. With this realization on two sides. And maybe it might enrich you if you spend some time with the Lord or with a few others to pray read those verses in First John and Revelation to have the assurance you're already developing as an overcomer. But the Lord needs the overcomer in Revelation. And they will then become the revelate the overcomers in Revelation 12, the man-child, the stronger part of the body. And how do they overcome the enemy? By the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony concerning Christ's victory, and not loving their soul life. Well, when some hear this, you may say, "Uh uh-oh, I can do the first two, but uh uh-oh, I think I love my soul life. The Lord knows by nature we all do this, but he lost his soul life, and he wants to live his God-man life in us. And I assure you, you will be willing, gladly willing, not to love your soul life. You love something more than your soul life now. You love this wonderful, all-inclusive Christ. You love God the Father. You love the triune God. You love the church. You love the saints. This is Christ reproducing himself in you. And he knows 
We need the faith to believe this. So he's the author and perfecter of our faith, infusing faith into us right now to believe. I believe. Not only for me, I believe for you and for those closest dear to me, starting with my wife. The Lord knows your heart, your desire, your faith. Me too. So let's approach this outline, reading it, with this kind of view and hopefully a feeling about overcomers produced by Christ. And we approach this again with a learning spirit of what the principles of the body of Christ are so we can keep them by living them out. Now, just a further word that comes to mind. Because Brother Lee gave us such a charge in 1995. In 1998, the subject of that international conference, the Thanksgiving conference, was keeping the principles of the body of Christ. And you should be able to find online or somehow that holy word for morning revival with those six outlines and the, the verses. But here is something rather, I don't know what to call it, surprising or strange. We surely had the Lord's leading to have this conference and for these messages to be released. But I just had this sense that after this conference, every principle will be violated, at least for a period of time. And certain persons in the work, certain well-known co-workers on particular parts of the earth, they took the lead to violate the principles. Who is going to overcome by keeping the principles of the body? Brothers and sisters, it will be ordinary brothers and sisters. Ordinary members of the body, like you and me. Because no matter how gifted the minister brother may be or how much he may be constituted with the word and how capable a co-worker is and how beneficial is his work and what he has gained through his work before God, he's a member of the body. And it's to us that the Lord wants to make known that he is making us overcomers if we pray. And he will train us. He's the teacher. We're the disciples. He will train us to know the principles of the body and to keep the principles of the body. And so let's look at it this way. As I go through the outline, please receive grace from the Lord, not to be uh, self-conscious, analyzing yourself. Let's just all look away to the Lord, the one on the throne, the overcomer, who by the sevenfold intensified spirit is in the process of producing overcomers all over the earth. And these overcomers are the ones who will build up the body of Christ in its reality as the preparation of the bride for the Lord to come back. And we should all pray, Lord, have mercy on me 
be gracious to me. I want to be among these numbers that are produced in the local churches as overcomers. I don't want to be special. I don't want to be a hero. I don't want anything for myself. I just want to be one of the overcomers and live to be raptured among the first fruits and just meet you on the throne and return with you as your bridal army and reign with you on the earth. We can pray this personally. It's not selfish to pray it personally. But then much more we pray for it for so many saints, all the saints. And then the Lord, he knows how to produce himself in us, reproduce. And he knows how to train us to disciple us. So we simply trust him in love. One, the overcomers are body consciousness and body centered. They are daily saved in Christ's life by the Spirit through the work of the cross from every aspect of the self, the enemy of the body. So becoming body conscious is an indicator the Lord's producing us. When we are more body-centered, that's another indicator. Well, what about daily saved in Christ's life? Again, uh, I need to ask you in a tender way a question. Do you pray for this personally? Romans 5.10. Much more we shall be saved in his life. And this includes being sanctified, renewed, transformed, conformed, built up, glorified, brought to maturity. Why don't we simply pray for it? Lord, today, save me. As a learner, I say this again sincerely, as a learner, I've been learning to pray very simply at the beginning of the day, Lord, I need a savior. I need to be saved today. You know my situation, Lord. You know. And I just look to you and call on you. Save me. You know everything I need to be saved from. Save me, Lord. And that day is very, very different from days when I neglect this kind of realization. Lord, save me from being natural from myself, from being independent, from being self-confident. Just save me. How do you think he'll reply? I think he will say, no, I, I, I don't think I'll do that right now. We'll have plenty of time uh, during the thousand years. We say, no, that's not his heart. Of all the millions of Christians on the earth, who's praying for this? But let's be the simple ones. We pray, Lord, thank you for another day. Save me in life today, Lord. And may the cross work in me today. Here with the self. Two, the overcomers see the body. Know the body, care for the body, honor the body, and do the work of the body. They keep 
every principle of the body of Christ as the continuation and extension of Christ on earth for the full expression of Christ. One thing we can be assured of, of our God and of our Lord, that he doesn't, you could say, play games with us. In other words, we pray, Lord, I want to keep every principle of the body. Then the Lord is not going to say, okay, okay. I will show you all the principles except these two. And then when we meet, I'll judge you for not doing those two. That is how Satan thinks. And he misrepresents God. He slanders God to us. He accuses us before him, God. But he slanders God and puts negative thoughts in our minds concerning our Lord. When we say, Lord, Lord, I want to keep every principle of the body. He will, he rejoices in that prayer. Maybe even your angel is doing somersaults, or at least they're happy. Wow, they're finally aware of this. Now the Lord is going to save them and disciple them in a wonderful way. Because we are becoming the continuation of Christ and the extension of Christ. In Lithuania, there is an extension of Christ. In mainland China, there's a continuation of Christ. I can't name all the places. Don't feel neglected. In all the places represented here, Christ is continuing. Amen. Christ is extending himself on earth for his expression. A, we need to see the crystallized significance of the body of Christ. This crystallized significance is that the triune God and his chosen and redeemed people are constituted into one entity which is the body of Christ. The oneness of the body is the oneness of the triune God. And the coordination of the body is the coordination of the triune God. In this sense, we are four in one, not in the Godhead, but we have the same oneness and the same coordination that the triune God has. This oneness and coordination are in the spirit who is the reality of the triune God and of the body. Since this spirit is in our spirit, whatever we are, whatever we have, and whatever we do must be by the spirit in our spirit for the body. And the Lord is leading all of us into this way. Walk by the Spirit in Galatians 5. Romans 8, 4. The righteous requirements of the law are fulfilled by those who walk according to the Spirit. We cannot fill, we cannot fulfill all these requirements. But if we learn to live and walk in the mingled spirit, all the needs will be met. Point B, we must receive and enjoy the supply of the body. In 1974, when Brother Lee began to give the life study messages. He intended to have the summer training on the life study of Romans. But he couldn't do that because first he had had an eye operation, really a cataract or something not complicated. 
But then shortly after that, something serious happened, a detachment of the retina. And he was not young. He was nearly 70 then. And so he needed emergency surgery and a time to recover. So he could not speak those messages that happened in December. And several weeks later, when he had recovered from the surgery and was meeting with the church in Anaheim one evening and was having fellowship with us, not giving a message, he was sharing and having fellowship. And he shared something that's been in my heart for how long? 47 years. He said, while he was in that situation, this is what the Lord directed him to do. He said, pray to be prayed for. Wow. Just those words. Why would the Lord say that to Brother Lee? I don't fully know. But I think I know a little bit. The Lord knew. Brother Lee's life and service were of the body, through the body, with the body, and for the body. The Lord knew that Brother Lee knew he cannot minister like this, carry out work like this, apart from the body. He is supplied by the body. And he knew he was in a situation, a unique situation. A very difficult situation for him. And he knew he needed the supply. So he didn't simply pray, Lord, supply me with grace. The Lord said, pray to be prayed for. Because Brother Lee lived as Paul lived in Philippians 1 when he was in prison. And he said, this will turn to my salvation through your petition, through your prayer, and the bountiful supply of Jesus Christ. Paul said, only when you pray will I receive the supply to be an overcomer in prison. And that's how Brother Lee lived. And that's how we will be trained to live. And I'm learning. I just share a little bit what I'm learning. I cannot live the Christian life. I cannot serve the Lord. I cannot write outlines. I cannot give messages. I cannot shepherd saints. I cannot be an ordinary, normal brother in the church where I am without the supply of the body. And I believe this is how Brother Watchman Nee was victorious over those 20 years of confinement. We may realize he touched life through his suffering and that life flowed into the body. But also he was sustained by the supply of the body. So here is another shepherding type question. Brothers and sisters, do you need the body of Christ? Or do you just need Christ? If we really need Christ, that's the principle of the tree of life. We are dependent. That means we need Christ manifested in the body. And we are open to receive the supply from any member of the body. 
when uh, Paul told Saul of Tarsus, Paul, when Paul asked, what shall I do, Lord? He said, go into the city. It will be told you what to do. Because he was training him right away to live in the body. Then whom did the Lord send? One of the apostles from Jerusalem? No. A simple brother, Ananias, was sent to represent the head and the body to this person. We should be humble to the point that we will receive and we will impart life supply to any and every member of the body. There is a brother in Anaheim about my age who came into the Lord's recovery from the very beginning in Los Angeles. He's a one-talented person. But he is such a pattern to me of how this simple person is so faithful and loving and able to help us in practical ways. I have no doubt he will be on the throne. I want to cover him in love, not to mention his name. But I believe the Lord will confess his name before the angels, before God. Just an ordinary brother living by the body, in the body, and through the body. Because the head is Christ and the body is also Christ, To refuse the help of our fellow members is to refuse the help of Christ. Therefore, we must allow the members of the body to minister to our needs. We're not greedy. We don't want things that others have. We don't want them to work and we don't have to work. No, that's terrible. But we should not try to be little heroes. If we have a need. When my wife was dying and my daughter and son were living with me and my older son would come as much as he could. Every evening, some sisters took to the front door of the house a dinner meal for that period of time. What kind of love is this? When there was a funeral arrangement, one of the elders came and said, we're helping with this. I never assumed I could bear the cost. It was just touching beyond expression. So we're not taking advantage. That's the self. But we should never refuse help. The prayer of the body renders the life supply, the supply of the body to the members in need, so that the life supply, the supply of the body, uh, uh, that Christ may, they may live for his magnification. There we have Philippians. The prayer of the body. There may be someone on the earth who's not trying to imitate Brother Lee, but when they hear this word, They know their situation. Lord, I pray to be prayed for, prayed for. Lord, release through the saints the prayers that are needed, but give them the utterance. You are praying. You need members on the body, though, to pray as you are praying. I cannot go on without the supply of the body through their prayer. The fellowship of the body renders the life supply, the supply of the body to the members so that they may enjoy Christ as the light of life for his glorification. See, we must experience the protection, limitation, and ministry of the body. The body of Christ puts on the whole armor of God which is the totality of all the specialities of the members, 
spiritual warfare is an integrated warfare of all the members, not the isolated warfare of individuals. So we must all hide under the body's protection and accept escape the safeguard. Brothers, don't be ashamed to hide, to hide in the body. As members of the body, we must see our position in the body and allow ourselves to be limited by the other members. We must be delivered from our individualistic life and function in the body according to God's will and measure. The body knows the measure of every member. And if a member goes beyond his or her portion, the body has a feeling and may have a reaction. But if the one is with a kind of false self-made humility is doing less than their measure, the body knows. I mean, if let's just say my left leg decided it's okay for the right leg to walk. I'm not going to walk for a while. I, I need more rest. The whole body is going to object. What do you mean? You can't decide that. Then three, as members of the body, we should fellowship and function in the body to be channels of life to supply the other members. This kind of supply is the ministry, the function of the members of the body so that the life of the body can flow in an unhindered way. These last several words are important. That the life of the body can flow in an unhindered way. There can be hindrances to this flow. And the context here is there's a lack of fellowship and function. There will be a lack of the flow of life. There will be a hindrance. And to put it directly, each one of us, we can be either a help or a hindrance. If we come to a meeting and we just don't feel like praying, we're just not in the mood for praying. We're a hindrance. But if we tell the Lord, Lord, I'm so weary, I'm so tired. I don't want to really be here, but I'm here and I'm glad I'm here. Lord, supply me that I can do my part in the meeting. Maybe to pray a couple of short prayers. Then you are a channel of supply. Again, it's all the members who are the channels. And section D is obviously a major section on an exceedingly important matter on the headship of Christ. But I think it's best that I mainly and simply just read it. It speaks for itself. And uh, maybe a comment a little, but I, I don't have the leading to say much. We must honor Christ as the head of the body, the authority in the body. The authority of the head is the oneness of the body. The Lord has given us his life of submission. To the Father. When we are filled with Christ as the Spirit of life, we are filled with Him as our submission. So the body life requires submission. Excuse me, the phlegm from all the members. But for this, we need the submission of Christ filling us. To Christ, the spirit is the, quote, nerve 
fiber of the body of Christ, carrying the thoughts of the head to all the members, like in our physical body. I'm moving my left thumb. The left thumb didn't have to get permission from my left arm or wrist or shoulder. The head, through the nervous system, communicates directly to the thumb, move. Now it tells it to stop, it stops. The thumb moves as part of the body, but it's directly under the head. This is something we all have to learn. Of course, there's deputy authority. Many of us have learned that and respect that, but do not know yet much concerning the direct authority through the spiritual nervous system. This is why we need to pray. Many times there was a situation I didn't know what to do. I, like so many others, I would call Brother Lee, not often, but sometimes. And I thought surely he would know what to do. He would tell me. I got the same answer we all got. Pray. Honor the head. When we yield to the authority of the spirit, we are yielding to the head. So we all need to learn this. Some of us need to pray over this point. Lord, show me what this means. That I can directly follow the head as a member. In the body, three, since the Christ we enjoy as our everything is the head of the body, the more we enjoy him, the more we become body conscious, and the more we love the other members of the body. So this strengthens what I said in the last message. The more we enjoy Christ, who's the head, the more we will become body conscious. And the more we will love the other members. It's without effort. Enjoy Christ. Honor him as the head. Be conscious of the body. And love the members. Four, since we are members of the body of Christ, We should have a feeling for the body, taking the feeling of the head as our own feeling. This emphasizes, again, what I said in the previous message. We all have feelings about so many things. That's the human life. We need to learn to be willing to set aside our feelings. To tell the Lord, this is how we feel. But I want to go by your feeling, not mine. Then the way is open for the Lord's feeling to become your feeling. Five, only the Lord is the head. And only he has the authority to direct the moves of the members of the body. This is about as clear as we can make a point. Only the Lord is our head. No one else is our head. We are all directly under the head. Yes, we're in the body. We recognize deputy authority, representative authority. Yes, of course we do. But the crucial matter is the Lord has the authority to direct the moves of the members of the body. But sorry to say, at various places and various times, some brothers who were in the lead violated this principle and controlled certain in certain ways the lives of the saints. No, you, you must not go there. No, you should never consider uh, that sister as a possible wife. No, you should do this. Yes, you should do this. This has happened. I was 
sent by Brother Lee to a certain part of the country for a conference. And he shared with me some things about a dear brother. And in a loving way, he said he's a very dear and faithful brother. But he controls. He controls. We need to know the difference between genuine authority and control. Because every member has to have the sense. The head is doing this. Maybe through this person or through this environment. But I know it's the head who's directing me. Six. Because Christ is our head, we do not exalt ourselves and do not work to please ourselves or others. We seek to please him alone. Seven, we hold Christ as our head by giving him the preeminence in all things and staying intimately connected to him by consulting him in all things. Growing up into the head in all things for the growth of the body and functioning out from the head by all means for the supply of the body. We could have a conference just on this point. Eight. When we hold Christ as the head, we cannot have different interpretations of the scriptures. Because the body has one mouth to speak the same thing that the head speaks. The unique teaching of the head is the teaching of God's economy by the one ministry for the building up of the body. All over the earth and all the churches, co-workers, serving ones, the elders, we all should be teaching Those serving in children's meeting are teaching. Those serving the young people are teaching. Those with the college-age students or the young adults are teaching. But we are all teaching the same thing. And so every once in a while, I get an email. Someone rather daring. They might be sincere, but they're quite bold. And suggesting an interpretation of something. Oh, it shouldn't be that. It should be this. And I don't care to argue or dispute. It's just something I would take a glance at. And then press the delete button. Sooner or later, this dear one will learn. Nine, the mutual relationship of the members of the body passes through the head first. This is crucial. All relationships in the body are indirect. I can testify this. My wife is here with me. When the Lord began to bring us together in a five-minute conversation in June of 2016, our relationship began from the head. And our married life is through the head. In every relationship in the church, it's not soul to soul. It's spirit through the head to spirit. This is very important. And we all need to learn this. The brothers in their way and sisters in their way. Don't form a little clubs, little elite groups. That is a spiritual cancer. We are directed by the Lord concerning relationships. Thus, when we hold the head, we cannot have a natural relationship or special fellowship with any individual or group. This happened in Anaheim in the 19, 1977 and 1978. There was a group of sisters. They thought they were spiritual. They thought they were built up. There was a leading one among them who was kind of like a queen. In the church meetings, they would sit in rank. And in one meeting, Brother Lee paused his message and spoke to them directly and corrected and rebuked that. 
So they stopped sitting that way, but they didn't stop being that way. And Brother Lee told the leading ones, this is cancer. But they refused to accept his word. And so the Lord had to remove the cancer from the body. Because all those relationships were in the the self, in the natural life, in preferences, in the old creation. And it took years for the church in Anaheim to be healed from the damage that caused. Some brothers caused serious damage to the church in Anaheim by leading rebellion. But it's like breaking bones and straining muscles. But the sisters are deeper. They touch the inner being of the church. My dear ones, I and others have learned this through real suffering. May this not be repeated anywhere by anyone on the earth. When we hold the head, we are blended together. And our relationship with the body is out from the head in the divine oneness. And the last point of the last message. Everything we have is in the body, through the body, and for the body. May the Lord have mercy upon us and grace us in making a resolution to be the overcomers who keep every principle of the body for the building up of the body to consummate the new Jerusalem. May we make this resolution by praying, by by asking the Lord, Lord, as the head of the body and the life of the body, for the sake of the body, please make me an overcomer, keeping the principles of the body. The Lord on the throne is waiting to hear such prayers. May he hear them in a wonderful way. Thank him and praise him for this precious time together.